It's Monday. Uh, not quite morning. It's kind of more mid mid morning to early afternoon, but that does not detract from the fact that it is still indeed macabre. For sure. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, everybody. Sorry to keep you waiting, you saucy little sauslers. Sometimes the volcano we're in acts up a bit and it kind of pushes production back. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a thing it gets for choosing this weird real estate. Yeah. Option. Yeah. Not our fault. They said, hey, we, you know, work from home, but we, sh- we need to, you know, justify having an office in a volcano. So you got to get in here. That we should probably stop talking shit about them before my office is like three feet by two feet. Dude, honestly. That's the dream in this economy. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the show where we talk about spooky stuff with some cool guys. Darcy and Scones. I am Darcy, and that is Scones. I am Scones. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I uh, I am standing inside of my new little voice booth thingy. It's pretty sweet, and there's no like reflections and weird reverb in my voice now, hopefully, if everything goes correctly. Do you have like canned foods in there, flares, yeah, a gun? I, yeah, it's just me and a bunch of shotgun shells and we're just hanging out, having a party. I've put little smiley faces on them because I've been in here a while. <laughs> they are my friends. Gang's all here. <laughs> Gang's all here. Little uh, little Buckshot over there. He's a cool guy. That's a good rapper name. Lil Buckshot? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, everybody. It could be one of those new rap country fusions. Yeah, which is like the worst thing I've ever experienced. Um, it's hot right now in the streets. It or maybe is it's hot. not anymore. Maybe Lil Nas like lit it ablaze and then moved on. Dude, but how else is uh, Billy Ray Cyrus going to get? You know, Billy Ray? Billy Ray. After Old Town Road, he was like, what do I do now? Dude, after the Hopkinsville Goblins. That's true. That's a good point. That's the OG Billy Ray. OG Water Buffalo at the at the peak of his popularity. That's a throwback only real fans will get. If you're a real one, write in. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> write in. Just say, write in. I'm a real one. Write in. Re- Love real one and then here. your name. <laughs> <laughs> Full name, social security number, date of birth, etc. <laughs> that's how you. That's how we will that's actually how we know you're real. You're real. Yeah, we have a program and we need to verify your realness and we need all that you information. You have to do a CAPTCHA. Your mother's maiden name, street you're born on, street you're born on, hospital you're born in. You have to do a CAPTCHA and you have to find all of the skeletons, but like a tiny <laughs> fraction of the skeletons and this is one of the squares, So, but you can't tell. We're going to make it an entire Where's Waldo CAPTCHA that's going to take you 30 minutes to complete to make <laughs> sure you're not a robot. A robot could never. Could never. So today I'm going to be bringing Scones a little spooky story. And you know, Scones, the last few weeks have really made me want to jump off a fucking bridge. So we have gone a, <laughs> down a dark hole, real deep, dark hole. We're down. And I thought, you know what? We need to find something a little not at still still in the macabre universe, but a little more. Uh, oh, thank God. A little more silly as opposed to way super dark, like everyone sad at the end. So I hit up our messages that we get from our fans. It's a fan suggestion, Ooh. listener suggestion from one of our Patreon members, a classic <gasps> Sir Corny Neck threw us another one, and Ooh. he actually messaged us after we were like, this is really dark, and he's like, hey, what about this? <laughs> and I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> this is a perfect- Just what the doctor ordered. Yeah, this is a perfect palate cleanser. So today, Scones, I'm going to be bringing you the, <gasps> the curious case of Michael Malloy or the Ooh. Rasputin of the Bronx. 
Bronchi Rasputes? Bronchi Spews is the topic of discussion today. And this is a wild... It's like an episode of Seinfeld if it took place in our universe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Michael Malloy... Wait. Oh, wait, we have to Did the band, band. play Shit, the band. Band. Come on, band. Band. Do your job. Take it easy. Band. 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 <laughs> we should just do... <laughs> if there's a spooky royalty-free Seinfeld cover... We, got, we gotta get on that. Yeah, we need we need to jump all over that bad boy. So they're at Monk's Cafe. And he walks <laughs> in and he's like, "I'm aging backwards." And then he turns into a tiny little baby, and then they put him into a coffee and drink him. Spooky. And then they start talking like, "You can't you can't drink the coffee. The co- it's a it's a bond. It's a social norm." So, Michael Malloy was a down-on-his-luck drunk during the Great Depression when he was targeted for murder as part of a life insurance scheme. The only problem... Classic. I know, classic. The only problem was, he wouldn't <gasps> die. <sighs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, here we go. Michael Malloy was a lot... Michael Malloy was like a lot of down-on-their-luck unemployed men in New York City during the Great Depression. Apart from doing the occasional odd job, they drowned their sorrows at local speakeasies with the occasional unsavory characters. Ah, the Roaring Twenties. Beautiful times. The Roaring Twenties, baby. Not much (laughs) has changed. Uh, um, So, Malloy had an unremarkable life, but that would change in death when he became the world's most stubborn murder victim. He would survive five murder attempts which posthumously earned him the various nicknames Iron Mike, Mike the Durable Malloy, and the Rasputin of the Bronx. <laughs> Mike the Durable Malloy is such an old-timey, not-cool nickname. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike the, the not-easily-broken Malloy. <laughs> yeah, boxing back then was way different. It was always like, Jimmy the Gumpshoe Detective <laughs> Williams, and you're like, what? Jimmy the Hard-Nosed Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hmm, seems almost racist. Pretty scary. <laughs> Michael Malloy was a regular at Tony Marino's bar, where he'd Tony drink Marino's. until he passed out. Dude, Tony Marino. Tony the Butterfly Marino. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he'd go to Tony Marino's bar. He'd drink there until he passed out. Now Marino, 27, would be lucky to get money from customers for his bootlegged whiskey. Tabs were opened, but few were paid. So not a great business model. Yeah, uh, listen, I'm not going to tell Tony how to run things. Tony Baloney, how he's supposed to run his bar, but he's not doing a great job. No. So one afternoon in July of 1932, Malloy was drinking as usual, and Marino and his two friends, Francis Pasqua and Daniel Kreisberg, got an idea to make some quick cash. (laughs) Fucking kill him. Yeah, fucking kill him. That's essentially what happened. Well, so their plan was to take out a life insurance policy on Malloy and help him drink himself to death, a.k.a. really good friends. (laughs) Michael Malloy's background was unknown, with no friends or family to speak of. Even his age was unknown. This dude, this sounds like the origin story for the Joker. Like, (laughs) Kind of. 
He sounds like, yeah, he's, so he's an ageless, timeless being who just drinks a lot. Always down on his luck. Kind of goals, but he was certainly someone who would not be missed and whose identity could easily be forged. Bum, bum, bum. Marino had already pulled a similar con a year earlier when he killed a homeless woman and collected on her $2,000 life insurance policy. So you could actually do this. I Yeah, apparently they just didn't check. They're like, okay, sure, whatever. The insurance auditor walk- was just like, of course this homeless woman has a life insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, like $2,000, that sounds right. <laughs> She's homeless. She's not crazy. <laughs> um, that's what he thinks, because he's dumb. The ever-drunk Malloy seemed like an even easier target, and soon a, quote, murder trust, which is going to be my new bank. uh, Murder trust, credit union? Yeah, murder trust. Trust us. Murder trust. So a murder trust was formed between Marino, Kreisberg, Pasqua, uh, bartender Red Murphy, and petty criminals John McNally, Edward Tinier Smith, and, oh, see, that's another one of these nicknames. Uh, tough Tony Bestoni. <laughs> that dude was fucking tough. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I, it might be Bestone because it's spelt Bestone, but I like the rhyme by making the E sound like a Y with this the Tough is, Tony. This sounds like a noir film. Yeah, it does. It like, sounds like something I'd write. As parody of noir. <laughs> like, yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, it's exactly. too good. Edward Tinier Smith, Tough Tony Bestoni, and Joseph Maglione. <laughs> I wish I was Tough Tony Bestoni. Yeah, honestly, I, I'd go back in time and live in the worst thing, like worst time to live. Maybe not the worst time to live, but a pretty shitty time to live just to have that name. So Murphy's job would be to identify the deceased Malloy as his next of kin, Nicholas Mallory, a fictitious person with three life insurance policies, each offering double indemnity. If the plan was successful, each member of the trust would collect a share of the th- the $3,500, which is about $65,000 today. So, Murder Trust has gone into effect. The Murder Trust is, business is booming. Yep. Stinky No Drinky and Tony Maloney were ready to, <laughs> ready to kill this guy for the money. Uh, now, conning Malloy into signing three insurance policies was easy enough. All Marino had to do was offer a delighted Malloy a free limitless bar tab. And he did what was asked, which is <laughs> No incredible. questions asked, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sign my life away to that sweet, sweet bottle. He was talking to him. He's like, hey, listen, I got, I got a deal for you. I'll give you unlimited drinks. And he's like, stop there. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm signed. Dude, he's Say so lucky less. that that fri- uh, is it Fridays with this unlimited uh, apps. Was that Fridays? Oh, I my can't God. Yes, TGI Those Fridays. Those were the days, dude. Unlimited apps. They made it permanent for a while. I don't know if they still did after COVID. No, they definitely, they definitely got rid of it. They lost. There's no way they could have made money on it. Ugh, I had it so amazing. many mozzarella sticks for free. Dude, so oh. many dumplings. Yeah, some dumpy sticks. Were Dude, sl- sl- like if the dumpy sticks aren't unlimited, I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah, if I, I don't want you, if your DS is not unlimited, you've got a problem with me. You're at Murder Trust Credit Union. <laughs> <laughs> so he signs away his life essentially for unlimited drinks. Uh, shout out to stepdads. And then he signs insurance policies. Uh, and now killing Malloy now seemed nothing more than a formality. So, the first five murder attempts. Malloy was in a pretty bad state to begin with. So Marino hoped that by repeatedly filling his glass, Malloy would drink himself to death. But after three days of drinking, Malloy was still breathing. 
I don't know why that you'd think that would work based on the fact that he's literally always there and he signed away his life for free drinks. He's probably going to be pretty good at it. Yep. Uh, so not the great first attempt. Now, they go, okay, this isn't working. We need to up this ante, my dudes. And the murder trust was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So Marino spikes his drinks. Some sources say he used antifreeze, then turpentine, and finally horse liniment with rat poison. What? You get horse spearmint? <laughs> horse peppermint. Uh, horse liniment with rat poison. What's liniment? I don't know. I think it's like horse fats. Okay. Oh, man. I feel like uh, <laughs> horse fats. That'll kill anybody. Or so I thought. <laughs> or so the murder trust believed. Bum, bum, bum. Others say he gave Malloy shots of wood alcohol, which is methanol crudely distilled from wood. Wood alcohol is so strong that even just a small amount could cause blindness. What is that used for if not killing people? Why is I wood don't... alcohol a thing? <laughs> Maybe that's how they make horse liniment. I don't fucking know. Maybe that's how they took paint off boats. So Marino waited until Malloy was drunk from shots of whiskey before making the switch to shots of pure 100% wood alcohol. Malloy didn't notice and happily swallowed it night after night. This sounds like some kind of weird thing they do at like Arizona State University or something. <laughs> Yeah, this is how you get into Pi Kappa Delta. <laughs> One night, Malloy fell to the floor unconscious, but to the would-be murderer's dismay, he did not expire. Instead, he began to snore, and when he awoke hours later, he asked for more. <laughs> so he's like a fictional character at this point. Like, he sounds like... He sounds like... A grim fairy tale, and he's just like... Who's the cartoon character that has, like, the burgers, and he's like, I'll pay you Tuesday for a Burt hamburger today? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. This is some old ass fucking. Uh, his name is Jay Wellington Wimpy. And he says, cook me a hamburger. I'll pay you Tuesday. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I wish he just only said, <laughs> give me a hamburger. I'll pay you Tuesday. And that's the end of the commercial. Where the fuck do I know this from? Oh, I think he's a Popeye. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'm glad we know now. Glad we try that one down. So after attempting to poison his drinks, the murder trust was like, shit, he's, he's too strong. Uh, we need to <laughs> switch things up. So they decide to poison his food as well. Malloy was given oysters that had been ma marinating in denatured alcohol. I don't know why they keep thinking alcohol is the way to go with this guy because it's obviously not working so hot. It's like making him stronger. <laughs> Yeah, he's literally like the drunk Hulk. The hunk? The the what? The hunk. The hunk. The drunk Hulk. Hunk. <laughs> this guy was a hunk. Absolute hunk kid. <laughs> uh, so they marinate these oysters in denatured alcohol for a couple of days. Now, one by one, he scarps them down between shots of wood alcohol, and the murder trust waited patiently for Malloy to keel over. But he didn't. He just belched and carried on drinking. Marino upped the ante. He let an open tin of sardines rot for a few days, then prepared a sandwich for Malloy seasoned with broken glass, carpet tacks, and finely ground shavings from the sardine tin. Malloy ate the sandwich none the wiser and asked for another. <laughs> this dude is a this fucking <laughs> unit. <laughs> yeah, he's he's an absolute hunk hunkosaurus rex right here. He's a full he's like he's like shoe nice before shoe nice. <laughs> so the gang was getting desperate, which is like Always sunny in Philadelphia now is what it sounds like. <laughs> the gang gets desperate. The gang this gets is, desperate. This honestly is much more it like really an episode is. of It's Always Sunny than <laughs> Seinfeld. 
Yeah, that's true. Just killing someone for the, like, Frank takes out an insurance policy. <laughs> it's at a bar. I mean, it's got all the, it's got all the, uh, the, 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 the trappings of an episode. Uh, so the gang was getting desperate with the insurance premiums. The cost of whiskey in various industrial alcohols, killing Malloy was becoming an expensive enterprise. By this time, it was winter. So they took on, a, so they took an inebriated Malloy to snow-covered Crotona Park, about a half mile from Marino's Speakeasy. They dumped him on a park bench, ripped open his clothes, and drenched him with five gallons of water. But to Marino's surprise, he found Malloy in the basement of his Speakeasy the next day, complaining of a chill. <laughs> I, I, I love like, the, <laughs> the idea that these guys took out this insurance policy for this, and they're going like bankrupt trying to kill him is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a cartoonish murder attempt so there had now been four attempts on michael malloy's life and none of them had brought him even close to the brink of death it was decided much more brutal measures were required so the trust enlisted cab driver hershey green to run malloy down in the dead of night a drunken malloy was placed in the middle of the road but as the car barreled towards him he managed to come to his senses even in his inebriated state and jump out of the way after two dodges, the taxi struck him and then backed over him. They left Malloy for dead after a passerby startled them. A week later, Murphy posed as Nicholas Mellory's brother and called morgues and hospitals in the hope of hearing Malloy of Malloy's passing. So again, they, they told everyone that his name was Nicholas Mellory so they could collect the insurance. Yeah. Uh, so, so they called they call like the morgues and hospitals being like, hey, what's going on with... <laughs> With old Nicholas Mallory. They're going to be like, he's doing great. Uh, he owns the place now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he moved to Boca Raton. Um, <laughs> guy is thriving. He's scuba diving now. Can you believe it? So there were no sign of him at morgues or hospitals, nor had newspapers made any mention of a man run down in the street. A few days later, Malloy limped into his favorite speakeasy to see his friends and get his free quota of alcohol. <laughs> Apart from a fractured skull and broken shoulder, he was in good spirits. <laughs> the dude is the coolest guy ever. So, with February's insurance premium due, they considered hiring a professional hitman, but that was too expensive. They tried running another drunk down to cash in their insurance policies, but he survived too. So this is the worst group of murderers we've ever like talked about. I don't know. It sounds like they're up against something we ain't never yeah, seen before. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, he's like Kong and they're like the little planes flying out <laughs> and he's like nope <laughs> I'm gonna chill on the top of the Empire State Building in a tenement room they put one end of the rubber tube from a gas light into his mouth wrapped a towel tightly around his face and then poisoned him with carbon monoxide a crooked doctor friend of Pasqua's forged a death certificate in the name of Nicholas Mellory they only received an $800 payout for Metropolitan Life Insurance, and then everything began... Yeah, I know. So that's hilarious to begin with. Uh, and then everything began to fall apart for the murder trust when they tried to collect the insurance money from Prudential Life Insurance. To legitimize the claim, Prudential's insurance agents asked to see the body. Yeah, this is where... <laughs> this is where their forethought kind of ends. But when Pasqua said the body was already buried... The insurance company called the authorities. In May of 1933, Malloy's body was exhumed. The phony death certificate said he had died from lobar pneumonia, but the subsequent autopsy proved otherwise. Green, who was not happy with his cut, started talking. Police discovered that the homeless woman who had died in Marino's speakeasy under suspicious circumstances uh, 
they, they tied that to Marino being the sole beneficiary of the life insurance. Before long, there was enough evidence to arrest the remaining murder trust. Frank Pasqua, Tony Marino, Daniel Kreisberg, and Joseph Murphy appeared at the Bronx County Courthouse. First, they tried to plead insanity, but when that didn't work, they tried to implicate each other in the murder. Finally, they accused Bastoni of Malloy's murder. Uh, it didn't work. <laughs> Which, <laughs> surprise, this, like, surprise. I don't know how it could ever have worked. Like, doesn't an insurance agent have to be like, hey, there's like a lot of glass in his stomach and there's carbon monoxide yeah, right? evidence <laughs> and his head's bashed in and he's seems to have like <laughs> freezing cold and you're saying yeah. it's pneumonia you know he's probably pissed right now because he's like stuck at a coffin underground somewhere and he's like guys i still have free drinks to get yeah. to <laughs> hello hello anybody i got my free uh, beer <laughs> so in june and july 1934 pasco marino kreisberg and murphy were executed in old sparky the electric chair at sing sing prison Harry Green was the only member of the murder trust to escape execution and was instead sent to prison. Is that like a common name for electric chairs or is that like the old Sparky? I think that's like the classic, the OG, the most notorious. Yeah. The Sing Sing prison one. Okay. Michael Malloy was not only known for being the most stubborn murder victim. His murder case was also one of the first to be investigated by the New York City Medical Examiner's Office. (gasps) Oh! And that Sconey Maloney that's some, is the curious case of Michael Malloy. That's some real world modern influence that this guy probably yeah. had. That like you have to investigate bodies before you just start handing out life insurance yeah, right. policies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, but that sucks for that homeless woman. She was one before. She was the last one. And then Michael yeah. Malloy was like, I got it, fam. Say no more. Let me just Again, never die. How does the life insurance company not like... How is this homeless woman paying her life insurance policy? Oh, she's yeah. homeless. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Uh, well, maybe maybe she's like the richest lady in the town, but she just doesn't have a home, you know? Maybe it's that like could a Baba be Yaga it. situation. Ooh. Maybe it was Baba Yaga the whole time. That'd be the dream. Dude, this guy's still definitely alive, like in yeah. Oh, yeah. Argentina with like- 100%. He's like 160 years old and just had a bar somewhere. Hanging out with Rasputin. That just shooting the cool. shit about how stupid murderers are. <laughs> and they formed a trust. Can you believe that shit? Sardines. Uh, they gave me sardines. <laughs> Those are my favorite. What are they thinking? <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's the curious case of Michael Malloy. I can't. What a cool guy. It's, it's, this is a palate cleansing episode. It's not, you don't feel like you want to just cry and sit under a, a like pillow and blanket and see nobody for the rest of the day you get to be like maybe i'm gonna go to the bar tonight you know maybe alcohol makes me immortal <laughs> invincible <laughs> teens never die <laughs> i'm young i can never die i'm young i will drink wood alcohol i what is why is wood alcohol a thing um those are questions that Older, wiser people will answer, and I will refuse to speak on. Ah, well, I have Google. <laughs> Joke's on you, because it's used to create He's fuel the oldest, solvents. wisest person. <laughs> it's used to create fuel, solvents, and antifreeze. Oh. Okay. Well, there you go. That does not sound ingestible to me, but to Michael Malloy, it was drink number Michael three, Malloy was knocking him back. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He would have killed at Arizona State University. 
He would have been abs. Yeah, he would have been like such a good like Animal House figure. <laughs> he would have been you know? the yeah, the John yeah, the Belushi, Belushi of- or Jim John. Uh, Janet Belushi. Janet? No. Belushi? Yeah. I can't believe <laughs> Janet Belushi. She had some good songs until, you know, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. But uh, that was that was a whole nother, another incident. <laughs> well, that'll be a whole but, other uh, episode, that's... folks. <laughs> so that's Michael Malloy. Uh, sorry again, gang, for the delay. Gang, gang. But it's still Monday. Gang, gang. <laughs> big, big ups to Michael Malloy. Gang, gang. It's still Monday, so <laughs> Tough Tony Malone's or whatever his name was. Tough Tony, tough, tough Tony Maloney. Uh, jo- Johnny the uh, Stoic Beefcake or whatever their names are. <laughs> yep, yep. Tinnier like Murphy or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Hank All the, the cool, real go getter hey, uh, ravioli. <laughs> uh, guys, come up with your own fun nicknames. Leave, your own leave a comment of what your 30s, nickname would be. Like very timid, tame nicknames. <laughs> I'd be Brian. Pretty good at balancing Jones. Yeah, it's literally like it's it's words <laughs> or descriptors you'd put in like a cover letter or a resume skills yeah, section. Yeah, exactly. And then you throw it in yeah. between your first name and your very Italian last name. <laughs> and that's how you get a mobster from the 30s. Yeah. Anyway, guys, <laughs> follow us on our socials. Uh, Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram or on, yeah, on Instagram. Uh, Pod on Twitter. Check out MondayMorningMacabre.com. It's called the Go Gram. Patreon where you can... Oh, sorry. Uh, get your golden grams on at Monday Morning Macabre. Go to MondayMorningMacabre.com for merch and Patreon if you want bonus episodes of us talking about all sorts of things uh, like dolphins kissing. Go there. And I mean, aside from those things, you guys should just have a good gosh darn Monday, you heckin' fooligans. Have? <laughs> just the raddest daddest monday you can and get out there and have a have a drink or two <laughs> for t- on for, michael malloy yeah for michael his malloy tab. his tab is still from open mikey right Mal- <laughs> and his tab is still open to this very day <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, goodbye listeners goodbye <laughs>